Good evening. Our top stories tonight, the NFL Draft is 21 days away, exactly three weeks until the first round of the NFL Draft, exactly 20 days until yours truly, Jack Cavanaugh, at Cavanaugh 87 himself, is at the draft with a whole crew of player profiler talent. We're talking the Podfather, we're talking Cody, we're talking everybody. So we're going to be doing our second mock draft. We're going to be doing one a week, I think, until the actual big event. Let's see how close I can get to the actual NFL, see if I can predict the future as I so often do here on this show on Player Profiler today. Like I said, mock draft Thursday. Once again, we are going to be doing our second mock draft of the season. And, of course, for your viewing pleasure, we will be doing this live on air. And so, you already know, this has become accepted fact. You all know that the Panthers are taking CJ Stroud. I've seen talk lately that, oh, they could surprise people. It's not a done deal. The Carolina Panthers, they could they could actually take Bryce Young. They could take the best quarterback in this draft. If Bryce Young was six foot three, he'd be the best quarterback, undisputably. So it's Bryce Young going to the Panthers. No, don't believe it for a second. Teams, they're they're good at smoke screens, but the Josh McCown caught on the hot mic. I know he knows that he was on a hot mic, but this was always the case. CJ Stroud will be a Carolina Panther. The Panthers will not fail because of C.J. Shroud. Frank Reich will not be fired because of his quarterback, and we all get to just move on and enjoy. As for Alabama, or as for the Houston Texans, sorry, turning into the Alabama Crimson Tide, Alabama head coach D'Amico Ryans, yes, he played his college ball there, taking Bryce Young. This is the easy parts. This is pick number one, Pick number two, that's the easy parts of making mock drafts. The hard part is this pick here at number three. Who do the Cardinals trade back with? We have three teams that are reportedly in the mix to trade up to number three. We've got the Colts, of course. Fourth overall, they could move up one spot to get their guy at quarterback. But there's two reasons I don't think this happened. Number one. If you're the Colts, do you really want to spend up, pay that excess draft capital on QB number three when you could crater for Caleb Williams instead? I don't think the Colts will crater for Caleb, but I also don't think they will trade up. I think they will stand pat, hope their guy at quarterback comes to them, and I think he will. I really think I will. And I know on the last mock draft, I said that Lamar Jackson was going to the Colts. Still a possibility. Still a possibility. But I am leaning towards the Colts drafting a quarterback. Stang put at four, not trading up. So that leaves the Raiders at seven and the Titans at 11. So if the Titans trade up, they're not drafting Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, yes. He is what we wanted Malik Willis to be. He is what we all expected Malik Willis to be. But he's a project still. Do we really see the rebuilding Tennessee Titans trading all the way up to number three 
to get another project quarterback, another guy that's going to have to play behind Ryan Tannehill? Because that will have to happen. If Anthony Richardson goes to the Colts, they need Ryan Tannehill. There's no moving on. There's no cutting. There's no trading. There's no nothing. Ryan Tannehill has to start for the Titans for the entirety of the year because we just saw what happened with Malik Willis. So I don't see that happening. If the Titans trade up, I believe they would be selecting Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. I really do. I Will Levis could be a starter from day one. I don't think he should be. I think you should give him some time, have a veteran that he can beat out over the course of the season, like a Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis. Shouldn't hand him the job, but you could if you wanted to. Again, he was accurate in the SEC, as accurate as Bryce Young, but one gets to be labeled as inaccurate, turnover prone, interceptions, and the other one gets to be Bryce Young. So Will Levis, I think the Titans, if they are trading up, it's for him. Or if Bryce Young slips, it's for him. I just don't see the Titans going with an Anthony Richardson. But I also don't see them trading up ultimately. I don't think it makes sense in the rebuild that they currently have going on to trade up for a quarterback. That roster is far too incomplete for that to happen. So once again, the Las Vegas Raiders trade up to that number three overall pick. And they draft Anthony Richardson. And I know you're probably getting sick of this by now. You're getting sick of me repeating the top three picks of the draft. But I truly believe in my heart of hearts, CJ Stroud locked into the Panthers. Bryce Young locked into the Texans. And Anthony Richardson locked in to the Las Vegas Raiders. Project quarterback to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Give him time like Trey Lance was supposed to have. Essentially recreate Trey Lance with a bigger, stronger, more athletic version of Trey Lance with the Las Vegas Raiders ahead behind Jimmy G eventually taking over for him. So that leaves the Colts. And again, the Colts could take a defensive player. They could offer Lamar Jackson a contract. But I do think we see four quarterbacks in the top four. Unless somehow the Cardinals don't trade back, which would shock the world. It's going to be four for four. Colts are taking QB at four, and they're taking Will Levis, who they probably have above Bryce Young. We all know how much Chris Ballard loves, absolutely loves his traits, his tools, the length, the size. And apparently, some NFL teams aren't fond of the selfies, the mere selfies showing off the gym progress from Will Levis. Teams think it was arrogant. I don't think the Colts will see it that way. I think the Colts will see it as this dude is impressive. He's got the tools. He's got the traits. Shane Steichen offense will thrive with Will Levis under center. And that leaves the Seattle Seahawks at number five. The draft starts at five. I mean, it technically starts at three because we have to see who trades up for a quarterback. But really, on draft night, the NFL draft will start with a fifth overall pick and the Seattle Seahawks will be taking Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson. I go back and forth between them taking Anderson, between them taking Jalen Carter. They did invest heavily at the defensive tackle position this offseason, whereas at edge rusher, Uchenna Nwosu, he's on the last year of his deal, so he's going to be a free agent after the season. And you can always use help at edge rusher. So Seahawks, they take Will Anderson, which brings us to the Lions. And 
brings us to one of the tougher picks in the NFL draft. I truly can't tell if the Lions will take Jalen Carter. Remember, Dan Campbell. It's interesting. Dan Campbell was asked about Jalen Carter. He says he talks to his teammates, and it was interesting. Was that good interesting? Is that bad interesting? It was interesting. So, is Dan Campbell, are the Detroit Lions out on Jalen Carter? I really don't know. I can't answer that because the Lions have done a great job at making sure that the ship is leak-proof. No one knows who the Lions want, who they're going to pick. And I don't know. I've just got this feeling with Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator. I just have this vision on draft night. Jonathan Gannon and Jalen Carter. He goes from one Georgia nose tackle in, uh, not the nose tackle, Jordan Davis, nose tackle Jordan Davis, to a defensive tackle in Jalen Carter. And so for that reason, because I've got this vision in my mind, I've got the Detroit Lions passing on Jalen Carter, which means who do they take? Do they take an offensive lineman like Peter Skaronsky? Do they take Paris Johnson? Or do they go with a guy that just knocked everyone's socks off not that long ago, earlier this week at his pro day, Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy absolutely tore it up at the combine. He's got the pro, the pedigree coming out of Clemson. Miles Murphy to the Detroit Lions. He's going to be flying up draft board after that pro day that he just put together. Truly impressive. Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith, athletic freaks that are climbing up the boards. Now, because of this, Jalen Carter falls to the Arizona Cardinals. And Jonathan Gannon's going to have a pretty good scouting report on Mr. Carter because he knows Jordan Davis. He has the inside linebacker from Georgia playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. He has lots of Georgia players in that locker room. You know Jonathan Gannon's going to call him up and ask, hey, what do you think about Jalen Carter? And we're going to call you up and ask you what you think about all of our friends here that support player profiler today. Hey, it's the Podfather. Now in the offseason, I get into baseball, I get into basketball, and my preferred platform to play fantasy sports is Rival Fantasy because Rival Fantasy has challenges where you can just take a guy and say, hey, this guy's going to score more fantasy points than this guy. They put two shortstops together, pick one. Point guards, pick one. Spoiler alert, you should pick Damian Lillard. <laughs> or they have the Fantasy Book where you could pick over, under, over, under, over, under, and up to five guys, and then the more you pick, your potential payout quickly escalates. And finally, I submit a bingo card because you can just go over, under, over, under, over, under across the board, get your fantasy bingo card set, submit it. I'm not the biggest basketball or baseball expert, but I have a hell of a lot of fun playing fantasy sports on RivalFantasy.com. And the best part is with promo code PLAYER, they refund up to $50 of any losses. So the promo code there is PLAYER on RivalFantasy.com. Go have some fun. And we are having plenty of fun here on Player Profiler today with the Mock Draft 2.0. And that brings us to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons can go in a lot of different directions here. They added Matt Collins. They added Scotty Miller. So those are wide receiver three, four, five types. Three if you're desperate. They're not wide receiver twos. But do we really think for the third year in a row, the Falcons are going to draft a pass catcher. I do not, based on what I've seen from Arthur Smith, 
He wants to run the ball. He wants to ground. He wants to pound. Arthur Smith wants to build off of the play action game, maul you to death, which is why I am selecting Peter Skaronsky for the Arizona Cardinals. He'll start at left guard from day one. Elijah Wilkinson, last year starter. He's still a free agent. Falcons could bring him back. Or they could go with Jalen Mayfield, who, if you remember, two years ago, starting left guard for the Atlanta Falcons out of the University of Michigan, was a nightmare. So the Falcons continue to build this team in the mold of Arthur Smith. Peter Skaronsky goes to left guard. When Jake Matthews ultimately retires, he'll kick out to left tackle. Improves the offensive line this year. Builds down the road. Atlanta Falcons building that offensive line, which is devastating which is absolutely devastating for the Chicago Bears because they desperately wanted Peter Skaronsky. I said last mock draft that every single time Peter Skaronsky is on the board, I will be selecting him for the Chicago Bears. He is not, which means they pivot to Parrish Johnson. Now, Parrish Johnson and Peter Skaronsky, they are up there, two of the best offensive tackles in the class. Some prefer one, others prefer the other. Skaronsky has that ability to kick inside and play guard. He's got the shorter arms, which some people around the NFL are worried about. We've seen time after time, maybe a little bit over-worried. But Paris Johnson, he is a true blue left tackle. Now they have options. They can kick by, by uh, Braxton Jones. Sorry, They can kick Braxton Jones over to left tackle, have him replace... Um, Oh, geez, Louise, why am I blanking on the Bears' offensive line? Borum, Larry Borum. They can kick Larry Borum inside the guard or kick him into a backup role because the, the Bears have invested in the offensive line. They went out and paid Nate Davis, so they've got a locked-in right guard. Cody Whitehair, their left guard, he could kick inside the center. They could keep Tevin Jenkins at guard, move him over to the left side. Lots of moving pieces for the Chicago Bears, but drafting Paris Johnson allows you to field the best five starters, no matter what. So that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles. And this one is tough because Lucas Van Ness is the better player than Tyree Wilson, but Tyree Wilson, he's got all the traits just like Hercules does. And I just keep seeing him ranked too high in the NFL draft media cycles. Daniel Jeremiah is number four overall player. Eagles stop Tyree Wilson's fall here. I won't be surprised on actual draft day if Tyree Wilson ends up going at seven to the Arizona Cardinals, if he ends up going at six to the Detroit Lions. But for now, for the purposes of this, Eagles stop the fall. They take Tyree Wilson. You know, they just love their defensive linemen. They just love, love building up those trenches. Now for the Tennessee Titans, what do they do? They could take an offensive lineman. They could continue to build the trenches. I think here, though, Lucas Van Ness, edge defender, never started a game for the Iowa Hawkeyes, but I can see Mike Vrabel looking past that, understanding the tradition of the Hawkeyes, that underclassmen don't start. It's a stupid rule. Lucas Van Ness played starter snaps, but just didn't get the official start. Frustrating, but Lucas Van Ness to the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Houston Texans. I had them taking wide receiver last last draft. I had them taking Zay Flowers. I'm going to stick with a wide receiver, but this time I'm going to go with Jordan Addison. We keep hearing how much the NFL loves Jordan Addison, but they view him as a wide receiver one. 
and the same can be said about a lot of receivers in this class, but for the Houston Texans, this time, Bryce Young, we pair him with Jordan Addison. He gets a wide receiver. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. Just gives them more versatility now that Brandon Cooks is gone instead of having to rely on Robert Woods and Nico Collins to shoulder that load. I think the Texans draft an offensive playmaker. I think both of the Texans picks are on the offensive side of the ball. As for the Jets, I've got them taking defense. And again, I've got them taking Nolan Smith. Cody has this one just in my mind now. Nolan Smith, edge rusher for the New York Jets, going to be terrorizing people on, on the Jets defensive line. Helps replace Carl Lawson, who is expected to be cut to save some money for the Jets. He and Jermaine Johnson get to play alongside each other. Just two athletic edge rushers. Can't wait to see it. Now, as for the Patriots, I've been hearing some talk lately that the Patriots are in on this running back class, that they want to add a blue chip back in an attempt to help get Bill Belichick over the hump to get Bill Belichick to pass Don Shula as the number one winningest coach of all time. And the Patriots think there are two blue chip backs in this class, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. Could the Patriots take Bijan at 14? I think that one is less likely, but I have heard thoughts that the Patriots could trade up in round two and select Jameer Gibbs. So I'm rolling with that logic for now. And in the meantime, for the Patriots, what do they need? They need they need a lot of things, but we are going to take Darnell Wright tackle from the University of Tennessee. He can play left tackle, kick Trent Brown over to right tackle. He could play right tackle, keep Trent Brown at left. Either way, the Patriots are currently starting Riley Reef at, at right tackle. That cannot happen. They cannot enter the NFL season with that. Now for the Green Bay Packers. Could they go offense here? Yes. Could they go wide receiver? Yes. However, I hear more and more hype for Dalton Kincaid. It seems to be growing by the day. You hear all the film grinders talk about how slippery he is. You talk about how he just gets open at will. And we don't have any athletic testing, which is why I do not believe in taking Dalton Kincaid this high. I don't believe in taking tight ends this high, but... Dalton Kincaid to the Green Bay Packers. It feels as though Kincaid is going to be drafted in the top 20. The Packers have needed a tight end ever since Jermichael Finley had his career-ending injury. Robert Tunyon filled that role for a little bit, but ultimately, Dalton Kincaid to the Green Bay Packers give them a weapon for Jordan Love to use. That brings us to the Washington Commanders. They can go in a lot of directions. This is a team that needs this is a team that shouldn't have been in the playoff hunt and needs a harder rebuild than we realize gonna take the best player available Devon Witherspoon add to that cornerback room commanders desperately need an infusion of talent at cornerback as do the Steelers and again this is one that you saw last time Joey Porter Jr. to the Pittsburgh Steelers if he's available I have to imagine Mike Tomlin gonna be sprinting to draft Joey Porter Jr. gets to coach Joey, Joey Porter Sr. gets to coach Joey Porter Jr. Just two athletes. Now for the Detroit Lions. Last time I took Quentin Johnson after watching the 40. He is not a DJ Chark replacement. DJ Chark runs in the four threes. Quentin Johnson runs in the four fives. Jackson Smith and Jigba 
also not a DJ track replacement. He's a lot closer to a Monroe St. Brown. Um, Lions are such a tough, tough pick for me in the draft. Maybe it's too close to home. Maybe I just want them to get a great pick every single time. But of course, that's not going to happen. Roderick Jones has fallen quite a bit. That is disappointing to see. Oh, what do the Lions do here? This is why I should have prepared ahead of time. But you get to see me work through this live on air. For the Lions, they do need defensive tackle still. I know I talk all the time about not drafting for need. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger on a defensive lineman. However, I hear a lot of teams really prefer Adetami Adebaware over Kalijah Kansi. And so we are taking Adebaware to the Detroit Lions. I don't know. Lions are just too tough to read for me at this point. Let me know how wrong I am. We'll see what happens on draft night. Brad Holmes, though, he's got my faith. He can do absolutely anything that he wants, and I will accept it. Now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is one that has been growing on me as well. Matty Kiwum is talking about how if Hendon Hooker is practicing, is playing preseason games, he will be starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before October 1st, and I can see it. And as this hype that Hendon Hooker is going into the go into the first round grows, you have to think, who could it be to? Who is looking for a quarterback in this back half? The Bucs are. The Seahawks potentially are. Chargers aren't. Maybe the Ravens are, and I've had them considering Hendon Hooker as well, which is why the Bucks beat him to it. Vikings, I've seen linked to Hendon Hooker, but not available in this one. Jaguars, Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals, nope. Not drafted Hendon Hooker. The Saints hosted Hendon Hooker for a visit. So these are kind of the teams. The Saints, the Vikings, the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers, or someone trading back in to the first round. But for now, Hendon Hooker goes at pick 19. And again, it's far more likely that Hendon Hooker goes round one than Will Levis falls out of round one. That brings us to the Seattle Seahawks. Oregon, right next to the state of Washington. Christian Gonzalez to the Seattle Seahawks. Add another lockdown corner, another athletic corner. Seahawks building a monster on defense, getting Will Anderson and Christian Gonzalez in the same draft. For the Chargers, who do the Chargers take? The Chargers, no matter who they draft, it's going to be electric. Jason, my friend Jason Allwine on the wake and take show. He got me into this, that whoever the Chargers draft, you got to take them. They are going to be lights out and perhaps the best offense in the NFL. And because of how this Chargers offense works, they've got Keenan Allen in the slot. That's the Jackson Smith and Jigba type. They've got the clasher outside and Mike Williams who can make impressive catches. That's Quentin Johnston. What they need is speed. They need the Jalen Guyton replacement, even though he was just running wind sprints. That won't be Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers to the Los Angeles Chargers. Absolutely electric, pure electricity. I want to see that more than anything else. Now the Ravens, the Ravens have been sniffing around the wide receiver position as well. They've talked to Odell Beckham. They've made him an offer. They're trying to trade for Cortland Sutton. Ultimately, I believe they draft Quinton Johnson in this scenario. He is the closest thing to Cortland Sutton. He's lighter than Sutton. 
but he's that outside clasher type wide receiver at X that allows Rashad Bateman to move inside, outside. He can play in the slot. He can play outside Nelson Aguilar, stretch the field. Quentin Johnston to the Baltimore Ravens, Minnesota Vikings. Now, I got to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Can you imagine this offense? Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. KJ Osborne moves inside, outside, plays the slot, plays outside, has the speed that Jackson Smith and Jigba doesn't. And Justin Jefferson. Whoo! Now, this would be disappointing for all those TJ Hawkinson fans out there if Jackson Smith and Jigba went to the Vikings. One of the few wide receivers that can hurt TJ Hawkinson, but I'm okay with it to see this explosive offense thrive. Now, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they need cornerback help. Just cut Shaq Griffin. And so, who at cornerback? Probably should have sorted by the position. Oh, Deontay Banks is right there. Deontay Banks or Cam Smith. Emmanuel Forbes could go in the first round, too. I think the Jaguars are a Deontay Banks type of team, though. We saw them. They don't mind smaller players. They've got Darius Williams, who's... They played outside. He was an outside corner for the Rams. He plays inside as well. They don't mind the smaller corners. They don't mind Deontay Banks. Giants, also desperate for cornerback. I know I talk about how you can't draft for need, but so many of these teams have to draft for need because they didn't fix their problems through free agency. And that doesn't mean it's over, but Giants, draft Cam Smith, lockdown cornerback, one USC University of South Carolina cornerback, to go with another USC University of Southern California cornerback in Adoree Jackson, Wink Martindale. No, not Wink. Yeah, so yeah, it's Wink Martindale in New York. He gets another lockdown corner so he can blitz more. Now the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, they are in on the wide receiver position. We know this. Even after signing Brandon Cooks, they go out and they're visiting. With all of these wide receivers, they visited with Quentin Johnston. He's off the board. They visited with Jonathan Mingo. He's not going round one. They visited with Jalen Hyatt, who is still available. They visited with Josh Downs. But I think with Jalen Hyatt's top end speed, a little bit bigger than Josh Downs, fact that the Dallas Cowboys hosted him, I think they did host Downs too. Cowboys take Jalen Hyatt, though. He's a replacement for Brandon Cooks down the road. He can stretch the field now, spell Michael Gallup a little bit. Cowboys, building one of the most dangerous offenses in the NFL. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills on the board. And they're a team that can take whatever they want. They're a team. They have a lot of corner. They need to continue to upgrade on the defensive line without Vaughn Miller, which is why we give them Will McDonald. He's going in the first round. This is something we just have to accept at this point that Will McDonald will be a first round pick and a damn good one. Bengals. Do I give them Bijan once again? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do I give them Bijan or do I pivot and do I take an offensive lineman like Cody Mock? Or Broderick Jones. Uh, let's. Mm, let's go with. I think the Bengals think they're set on the offensive line. So let's go with Bijan. 
Bijan Robinson back to the Cincinnati Bengals. New Orleans Saints on the clock. And their guy, Hendon Hooker, not on the board. I'm going to have them trade down, actually. We are going to force the pick with the New England Patriots. Force the trade 29 for 46. And obviously, there would be more than this in the real life. But I had the Patriots trading up into the second round for Jameer Gibbs. The fact that Dijon Robinson, I haven't taken him off the board yet. Patriots select. Oh, wait, no. Ah, damn it. I just gave him the Bijan. Oh, goodness. Why did I do this? All right, let's trade this back. Let's trade this back real quick. Ah, great. Where did you go? Oh, you know what? Let's just give the Patriots Gibbs. Get it over with. I think they're they're drafting Jameer Gibbs. I think they're trading up. Even if I think it's going to be second round. I messed up. Quick brain fart. Jameer Gibbs to the Patriots. Eagles on the clock. Already drafted defensive lineman Tyree Wilson. Get a go on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive tackle. Broderick Jones. He can play guard. He can play tackle. And that brings us to the Kansas City Chiefs. Who are they going to draft? Let's have some fun with this one. Not Michael Mayer. He's not fun. Let's give them a wide receiver. Let's give them Josh Downs, versatile playmaker, can move all over the field, make explosive plays. And here we go. The mock draft 2.0 from Jack Cavanaugh here on Player Profiler today. Just look at it. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it absolutely beautiful? Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. And make sure you're stay tuned on Player Profiler today. Always a pleasure. Let me know how wrong I was. But until then, we will see you next time.